Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports. We're recording, right? <laughs> No, I just didn't know if you had, because you, you turned it off, okay? I just want to make sure. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> no, let's keep, come on, let's keep this. We got to keep it. No, we're not keeping what? this. We're not we gotta keeping keep this. Got to keep it. Start again. Keep it. Just start, just start it again now. I just want to make sure that you were recording. No, no, I got, no I got you. All right, all right. Let's do it. Welcome <laughs> to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Trevor just laughed through that one. <laughs> I mean, you heard him laugh through it, right? Like, he was laughing as you said, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'll keep all this. Let's, there you go. Let's do it. Third time's a charm, guys. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Prano. Hello, Andy. What's going on? Back to Sunday night. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. You are off to a hot start. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm relaxed. Usually, I just give a hello, Andy. You start. You start on some nonsense, and then uh, when you when you just go, okay, Sunday. <laughs> I think we need to move from Sunday to Monday. You know, not always Sunday night. Once the NBA Finals ends, agreed. Okay, is that cool? Yeah, is that cool with you? Because it's just something about having my Sunday nights free is nice, and I think the dirt balls will understand. Like, especially during uh, standardized test season. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Wow, can we talk about the SAT? Yeah, before we talk about it, before you say what you like, how you felt about it, and what you did, I feel like we should all like get a little pool going and closest to the number win something. So, real quick, uh, my score will be, I believe, out of sixteen hundred, the, the traditional. I did take the essay. Yeah, but that's just like a bonus score. I think that's a bonus from what I. Have heard, or at least How dirt much balls. Did you pay for that? Just an extra fifteen dollars. Okay. Which can we talk about the essay real quick? Sure. Stupidest thing. I I was so close to just defaming them on my essay. This was the essay portion of the SAT. There was a New York Times article from 2014. The essay was: you read the article, then you don't state your opinion on the article. It was basically an article about. Uh, they're cutting down too many trees in Alaska, and the author was stating how not only do they need to keep the trees for the salmon fisheries, I don't know if I'm using that correctly, but uh, they, it also is, it benefits... A Black eye question mark meme? <laughs> like, what? Okay, keep going. Is that not a word? Yeah, it is. I'm just like trying to figure out the land slash... Fishery? Fish. I don't think fishery is no, a it word. Is. It is. Fishery? Yeah. <laughs> but how, I'm just trying to figure isn't out how the trees back hatchery? to hatchery. No, Trevor, stay out of this one. Okay, <laughs> so, it's fish hatchery. So, so here's the deal: you read the article, and then the essay said. By the way, I'm breaking all the rules by sharing all this information, right. which means they might not. If they get wind of this, they might not give me my score. But fuck off, SAT board. Anyway, you read the article, Prano. And then you cite in the essay why he made good points 
in his article and how he presented his argument without stating your own personal opinion about the article. That's great. And they were they were very the SAT was pretty much like fifteen dollars, little man. Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. They said we don't want your opinion. You need to share how he used his opinion, citing facts from his essay, right? And how he produced his argument. So I, I think I was the first one finished with my essay. I did not delve too far into it. I thought I was very concise with my words. And I finished that. That portion was forty. That portion was fifty-five minutes, and I was probably done in thirty. And yeah, it it was it was ridiculous. But I had a lot. I had a lot of beefs with the SAT, to be honest. So uh, we got We got to take a score. I'm going at a tw- at a sixteen hundred. I'm going a cool nine forty. I like that nine forty. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll give you. I'll give you. Mm, you're an English. You were an English teacher, right? I'll give you twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. You busted. Yeah, you, you busted. busted. Hey, we'll what you got on the SATs we'll the first see. time? I got like eleven hundred when I took it for real, <laughs> oh, bro. Gee, okay, six hundred is mine. Six hundred. <laughs> I got that filling out my name correctly. EJ is not. Do not bring EJ to our prices right trip. To our group trip <laughs> to the prices right. It's gonna be like, uh, uh, oh well, fuck it then. Six hundred. Trevor, <laughs> what'd you say? Nine forty. Yeah, I'm gonna go a solid ten. So even thousand. Ten thousand. No, 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 no. A thousand. Go solid, like a solid thousand. ten. Okay. Thousand. Ten hundred. <laughs> but there, there are a lot of awful discrepancies in the test. Like for example, one of the questions on the first two sections were like a reading comprehension, and you know you would read an excerpt. By the way, the first thing I had to do, the first thing. I started laughing out loud. People already were looking at me weird. They probably looked at me even weirder after that. The first thing I had to do, the first portion, was an excerpt from Jane Austen's Persuasion, which was one of the books I hated the most in college. And I just laughed to myself going, old Jane Austen coming back again. (laughs) Never thought I'd see her again. That fucking British cunt. I'll tell you what. She. Meanwhile, Ruther's talking to himself. Meanwhile, some guy in the back's like, "Vanilla Ice is really taking this hard. Gotta get. <laughs> He's really falling on hard times. He's trying to get his degree now." Yeah, old Jane Austen. But they would have things like, you know, the Oxford comma. Yeah. So one of the parts, one of the questions was, you'd read something, the underlined portion, and you'd say, "How would you change that? Would a, you know, you not change it? B, they give you different exam, you know, and so on and so forth." There's always four choices. One of the options was using the Oxford comma and not, and from what I know, two of the four options in that circumstance are correct. Do you have to use, if I'm listing four things, and it was four things, isn't both using the Oxford comma after? So, this is, when you take the SAT, that's, that's, you should have immediately gotten rid of those two answers. Those, neither of them were the answer. No, they were. I don't think they were. <laughs> That's my point. I think you're incorrect. No, I wish I had the actual question because they needed to put commas. It was it was like a run-on sentence. Right. But the SAT's whack. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's completely whack and not that many questions, though. The math, the math was two parts. One was 28 questions and one was 38 for the entire test. Really? I actually, I'm going to do a little better on the math than I thought. A little better? A little better because it'd be basic, 
a lot of the questions were basic, like percentages. It would be something like, um, you went to a department store, so and so bought six hundred dollars worth of clothes. It was a forty percent sale. In addition, there was a ten percent off that. And I was like, okay, if you know how to do basic math, you can figure this out. But I was the only one there without a calculator, for sure. You why, did, you why didn't did, you bring a calculator? I don't have a calculator. You can't have your phone. You have to give them your phones. Right. In a bag. Yeah, I got that. So my phone was off, which was really tough. I still wanted to tweet in between the breaks. I didn't talk to anybody. Nobody talked to me. I Just so you guys know, I showed up to the high school. The line was so big. It went all the way to the sidewalk. And I got in this line with all high school kids. Parents Anybody were... Anybody give you a double look? Well, when they got to me, because you go up, you have to give them your admission ticket and your ID. I was the only one who the teacher then left and grabbed somebody else. Like, what's the deal with this dude? And I ended up being number one in the new classroom. So then I was leading the way, which then was hilarious. So they break it down into... Tw- it was, it, it's 25 students per classroom. I ended up being number one, so then every student was following me. And then the proctor in that room who was, uh, the proctor was a, he was like a yo fool wearing a Dodgers hat with all these tattoos. And he's like, uh, okay, you're going to sit here? Like, just looking at me like, I was for sure older than him. I wish you had talked to somebody. I wish you had, like, gotten with their, like, pre, pre-test strategies. Like, you guys have a good meal? Do you have a granola bar this morning? I was in a sensory deprivation tank last night to get ready, so... I've been reading a lot of Jordan Peterson. Hope that's the essay. <laughs> what I was worried about was if I talked to anybody, like I wouldn't take the test because they're like, who's this creepo talking yeah. to me? You know what I'm saying? Because you have the inability to not be like, I'm doing it for a gag. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a bet. I I'm know. an adult. I know. You caught me. I know. That's... Listen to Dirty Sports Podcast, by the way. I almost talked to a couple nerdy kids in between one of the breaks. I wanted to be like, what year are you guys? And I was like, well, that's creepy. <laughs> like, how old are you guys? And like, no, that's like the, the fucking Amber Alert instantly goes off. Like, yeah. But it was a lot of young kids. Like, I noticed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, n- couldn't drive yet. Yeah. So a lot of kids was like, oh, my mom's going to pick me up. And uh, yeah, I uh, was for sure the only adult there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's a college admissions test. A lot of weird looks from parents dropping off their kids, too. Just like, what's going on with this guy with gray hair? Like, th- there's something sketchy here. Who is this guy? But nobody questioned me, like, as far as asked me a direct question, like, what's your deal? So what, what, how long till you get your results? Uh, July 11th. Wow. Fucking make you wait. Yeah. I checked today. I went to satboard.com or whatever it was, and... Uh, I got to wait till July 11th. So we'll see. I'm going to guess my score is, I would say we're in the 900 range. But who knows? What if I got like a 500? Like, like, you, like, like you don't <laughs> isn't know. Isn't there like a, isn't like the thing, like some random number for just signing your name right? Which yeah. Which you may but, or may not have done. But again, those like, bubbles, honestly, like, <laughs> those bubbles, man, they're tough. Yeah. They're small to fill in. You leave out so many words and tweets. I wouldn't be surprised if you just put Andy. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> Can can we talk about how you have to use a pencil for the essay? You have to use a pencil. No, for no, no, that's no, that's 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 a bullshit rule, dude. Why does it matter? No, no, why does it matter? The the the, the scantron part I understand because it's going to be computer read and they're putting them through some machine. Because it's just a it's just a safety measure. Like why even let a kid bring a fucking pen? And then he does the whole SAT in pen, and then this kid's got a fucking 
do it all over or whatever. It's just like, no, no you're just coming no. in. Adapt. SAT, adapt. Adapt. Use a pen. Who uses pencils? I could barely read what I was writing in the essay. I'm like, who is going to be able to read this? When's the last time you wrote longhand like that for an essay? <laughs> Probably when you took the SAT. Yeah. But I will say I tried. Like, I thought I might not try. I genuinely tried. I put forth effort. On each section, I basically took it to the very end. So I was genuinely trying. Now, there were a few math. Basically, if I didn't know a math, if I was clueless on math, it was all multiple choice, but there were 16 you had to fill in the answer. If I had no clue, I just wrote 69 because I'm a child. Okay. So I did that. But I tried. I genuinely tried. You know you're better off for your score. You just not put an answer. No, that's not true. They even tell you that. Really? He, he told us that yesterday. He said, don't leave one answer blank. He said, you're better off just putting something. Even though, like, I understand guessing, but I'm saying. That's what the proctor the said. Writing it in. Yeah, he said, fill out. You're better ev- off writing 69 than leaving it empty. The proctor said, fill out every answer. I don't know if he didn't know what he's talking about, but that's what he said. But there were some, there were some flustered kids. I'll tell you what, man. I took it at University High School over uh, in West L.A. Yeah, it's like on Barrington, right? Yeah. Good mix of kids. Basically, every background of kid all freaking out, like freaking out. And then me, like, giggling through it at parts, just laughing. This fucking Jane Austen cunt. This guy's kid's like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> you ever read any of her books? No. I, oh, yeah, I've God. Att- I've, attempt- I've been assigned them. Oh. I mean... The amount of books in my high school and college, even before career, that I would just assign and be five pages in and be like, absolutely not. This is hot garbage. No. She I, is the I did, I did, worst. I think I maybe did half of... What's, what's one of the bigger ones? What's like, their, what's like the first one of hers they assign you? Like Pride and Prejudice? That's yes. Jane Austen, is it? Yes, yeah? that's Jane Austen. Yeah, I was like, I'm out on this bullshit. Yeah. Because I took it, I believe it was an 18th century... British literature class, just Austin, Dickens, fucking uh, Thomas Hardy, all these guys are. I want to fucking kill myself. Like she though is the she is the cream of the crop of worst. Like if you read Jane Austen, you have something wrong with you. <laughs> well, thank God I skipped that one then. But I think we should all have to take the SAT. Who can score the highest? What about that? And then I thought, what if I take it once a year? See if I can try to do better. You know, maybe challenge myself to see if I get intellectually smarter. <laughs> what do we think about this? Well, you, you know you have to, like, learn things to get smarter, right? You're not just going to suddenly know more calculus than you knew last year. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you know you, how school works, right? But you could guess better the next year. It's an interesting theory. Dude. All that X Y squared shit. Wow, just woo right over the head. That's what the, the oh you you didn't you didn't you weren't nailing like the X squared plus Y squared all that stuff. No nah, man. Oh, you did not get a nine forty. I am going lower. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I just hope I get my score. I'm a little worried. I was tweeting too much afterwards. They're gonna be like, "This guy just did it for a joke." I love that you think that they have any fucking idea what's going on. You think the SAT boards on Twitter looking at the SAT shit? They're just collecting money. God. Yeah. Okay. Good question here. Who would score higher? Me? Actually, yeah, we'll just say me or J.R. Smith. 
Well, Jared Smith literally doesn't know greater than, less than when the fucking number's the same. Okay. So I'm going to go you. I appreciate that, Joe. We got to talk about 86 and 86. A, greater than, B, less than, C, equal, D, none of the above. Yeah. He's like, greater than? What J.R. Smith did in game one is without a doubt, for me, and I don't know if you're going to agree, the dumbest play I've ever witnessed on a basketball court. You can bring up Chris Webber calling a timeout when he didn't know he had a timeout. That's not that big of a stretch. Like He didn't know he had a timeout or didn't have a timeout. To not know the score in the final possession. I mean, it's, it's on the level of the dumbest I've ever seen when you consider the moment. Yes. I've seen J.R. Smith make the same play when he was on the New York Knicks. I heard he's, that. He's done this before. He, The Knicks were, I believe they were up, and they miss a shot at like the shot clock, and they get the rebound. And so now there's no shot clock left, and they have to be fouled. And he shot again and gave them the ball back. And they lose. The guy is fucking stupid. He's so stupid. It It's to the point where, like, what the fuck is he doing out there? He's not good enough to be out there in that situation. Like, that's why Tyron lose a bad coach. You're asking for this to happen when you have J.R. Smith on the floor at the end of games. What a fucking idiot. I mean, it cost... I, cost look, him the series. I, yeah. I, I'm going to go that far. J.R. Smith's... Mess up cost I mean, that you entire. It, you called about five game. You said they were going to lose in five anyway. So, in- it, but 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 you know what though, I did say that. I did not think the Cavs would play the way they did. We all love LeBron here. I did not think LeBron was going to put up fifty one points. My thing is, if they win that game, we all know that series is. Compl- I knew they were going to lose tonight. You probably knew they were going to lose yeah, tonight. I think I I knew that they were going to get blown out in overtime. I knew they were going to get blown out the second that happened. I was like, well, this is this is stupid. And to follow it up on immediately after that horseshit charge call. Like I my thing with the NBA right now is like It's bad. Why? Like I I know we we've we, it's like it's documented that they've literally fixed games in the past. You know that they've talked to the refs about we don't want this being like a a blowout situation. So why is everything breaking in favor of the overwhelming favorite in the series? Also, why are we doing things for the first time in history? I've never seen a reverse call under review. Because, because it was weird. They, what, what the announcer said, correct me if I'm wrong on this. What the announcer said was they can review under two minutes if he's in the uh, restricted area, correct? Yeah. And it was obvious that LeBron was not in the restricted area. So then this, the call should have stood from my understanding. No, because then they can also review. But then it gets into a thing where that's a judgment call. And you made that judgment call. And there's still people like, was, what the fuck's going on? Is someone there? chopping off someone's limbs? It's, it's a judgment call. And there's, I mean, I don't think that was a, I don't think that that was a charge. But at the same t- point, is like you. I'm sorry. You, hold on. You're this, making this, that call this, in this, the moment. This person is 
making the biggest kale smoothie in the history of the world. Okay. Oh, is that you. what that was? A blender? Yes. Thank you. Uh, we're doing a podcast here. Anyway, back to J.R. Smith. But that's a call you make like in the moment. And it certainly wasn't blatant either way or either one way or the other. So the idea that you saw it and be like, well, we fucking totally fucked that one up. Also, it's never happened before. Why are we doing this for the first time in the NBA finals? We're just like, well, this is, we should probably break out this rule. It, it, it's, it's been awful officiating and you, and you guys will be like, Oh, you're being, I'm not being a homer. I want to see a good series. I don't have any stake in the Cavs yeah, winning. And I don't even think that there's been like a rigged situation. I don't think that they're trying to there's blow the game for the war. It's just been bad. It's just been terrible. The 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 Steph Curry shoot it straight out of bounds. And then the Warriors get the ball. Yeah. Or, or the or the, the, the long pass from Kevin Love to LeBron tonight in game two. Where he's tackled and then they get a tech. The the thing about the the game tonight. And the internet was on fire with the with the ref situation. But the Warriors are a far more talented team. We all know that. Yes. The Cavs only have a chance because of LeBron James. Now, even with LeBron James, it's it's they're they're gonna have a hard time coming back from ten point deficits, twelve point deficits, fourteen point deficits against a far more talented team. So you can't like whatever happens, you can't say, "Hey, we put them in a nine zero hole to start the game, and now we'll clean it up. We'll figure it out from here." It's like you already lo- it's over. You, the, the game's over. Yeah, the game is over. the The first play of that game, or the second play of that game, when Kevin Durant comes down, initiates contact with LeBron James. LeBron strips him. Kevin Durant tries to recover and throws the ball out of bounds. And they keep it. It's like, what are we doing here? Second play of the game. Yeah. And what was it? An 8-0 run to start the game? Was it, I think it was 9-0. Yeah. It's like against the Warriors, you that can't, can't happen. Because they, they just you blink and they score. And they then also, the, the officiating tonight, it, it just seemed like the timing of it was always terrible. Like... And that it would be a swing. There would be big swings. Like you'd go, you'd go for a while where there wouldn't be a, a crazy play, and then suddenly Clay Thompson comes down, leans into somebody on a three. Where, I'm, I'm getting sick of that shit. Well, I'll get there. I, I'm getting sick of the. And, and this isn't just about the war. It's I'm sick of the. And even the announcer said that these yeah. these. You know, Van Gundy made a good point. I'm. So he said s- that could be an offensive foul. I'm sick of these lean-ins. They do it all the fucking time. Yeah. You're leaning into me. Yeah. What am I supposed to do as a defender? Yeah. And then, like, you know, he, they call a foul on that. He goes to the free throw line. Then they come back down, and JaVale McGee does the same thing to LeBron James, and they don't call it. It's like, Consistency. just be consistent. Yeah. That's all that matters. And the other thing is, I'll, I'll say this, because this is what bothers me about kind of, you know, the, the state of modern basketball and the state of the modern basketball fan and the state of... You know, you, you even have guys like Mark Jackson and Van Gundy calling games, and you've got like the idea that people are going to say, oh, now it's like a big flopping game. Everybody flops. LeBron James flops. And look, I'm not saying LeBron James doesn't flop, but the problem is if you're the kind of person that thinks LeBron James can go through the lane, get hammered, not act like he got fouled, and not get the call then you can't be upset when he flops. That's the issue. The issue is that 
if LeBron James, it's just like Shaq. If LeBron James doesn't react, he doesn't get the call. Because he's that much bigger so, and so that much stronger. So now he has to flop. Yeah, I get it. Just to get a call. It's like, this is your fault. Well, Van Gundy did say your point, which you've made on this show consistently for years. I don't know if you heard that, if you had the sound. He said that. He goes, LeBron is that much bigger and stronger, but that somehow hurts him. Like, he's getting hacked. Same way, like you said, with Shaquille O'Neal. Like, he's getting hacked. Just because you're bigger and stronger, a foul's a fucking foul. Yeah. The same foul on LeBron is the same foul on Steph Curry. And then he comes down the next play after not getting a call, and he gets hit, and he does the, like, ah, my face, I I have cranial fucking damage, I'm the next dent head, like, he's down, he's holding his face. He has to do that. He has to. Because if he doesn't react at all, he doesn't get a call. And the only chance... That the Cleveland Cavaliers having a series against the Golden State Warriors is if LeBron can get to the basket, and if he gets hit, he gets free throws, and if he doesn't, he makes it. That's the only chance they have. And then the idea that these long jump shots and, you know, I have to have a clear path to land, or if anybody's near me, I can, like, kick my legs out and shoot three free throws gets called more often then guys going to the basket and having people swipe at their arms as they come through the lane or swipe at their arms or hit their head on the way to the basket. That's why the game has become the way it is. And everybody has this complaint. Like, I'm not even talking about the 90s basketball fan who's like, oh, back in the day you could hammer people. I'm talking about people who are like, oh, it's just all three-pointers now. It's like, yeah, because they actually police fouls on jump shots more than they police fouls when you're coming through the lane. But they need to curb that policing. It's it's out of control. It's not look, it's not and, an and e- this is, it's not an easy job to be an NBA ref. Okay. I'm not saying that it is. Agreed. Y- y- these are athletes moving faster than any of us could possibly move, moving faster and doing things at a, at a rate that's hard for the layman to to see with your regular human eyes. But you have to try. That's my problem is I think they can't keep up with all that's going on in the lane. And so they just let it happen. And they can keep up with, like, is a guy hitting on a, getting hit on his arm or, like, stepping through on these jump shots? So we're going to call that. And then it turns into this game where it's like, who can get fouled more shooting threes? The Steph Curry three in the corner where he kicks his leg out, that should be – he got fined for it a couple years ago, and he should be fined for it again. You can't shoot a three, kick your leg out, like, that should be something where, like, that ref doesn't get to ref a game. Like, dude, you can't call a four-point play when the guy kicks his leg out. You just can't do it. It makes the game – it just, like, ruins every aspect of it. Now you're like, fuck, what do we do here? Well, I thought they were trying to change the leg kicks. Like, I thought yeah. they were trying to – They were, and Steph got fined for it, like, a couple years ago. more. But yeah. they, these guys don't – that's my point. I don't think that these – the effort isn't there, in my opinion – for these guys to officiate the game properly. I just think now that they have a style of officiating and it just isn't it's just bad. Yeah. And it, and again, I don't think it was biased in favor of any one team night. I don't think they're going like let's give the fucking Warriors the game. I think they're just blowing calls and you have to have it in mind. Shit. Like that the makeup calls a real thing in the NBA. Sure. You know, in football it doesn't really work that way. In baseball it doesn't really work that way. The, the the NBA is a game of runs and a game of momentum. I understand the makeup call, but you can't just go, "Oh fuck, we let the Warriors get an 8-0 lead." But with two bad out of bounds calls. 
Like, you just can't do that. That It's game over. Yeah, and this isn't making any excuses for the Cavs. The Cavs are down 0-2, plain and simple. And The Cavs are down 0-2 because of a once-in-ever charge overturn and J.R. Smith not knowing the score. That's it. That's why it's... You're, like they, they weren't winning tonight no matter what. Sure. Agreed. But I mean I don't want to say no matter what because they just they didn't lead the whole game. Yeah. And and it came and they went down early because of some shitty calls. And especially when Steph is playing the way he played tonight, where he, you know, is just on fire. You know, he set a record for most three pointers in NBA Finals game. I mean, Steph was playing out of his mind. He's playing amazing. Didn't matter who was guarding him. He was hitting. I mean, that one shot that he hit on Kevin Love as the shot clock, you know, was expiring. It's just amazing. That's the only way you want to describe it. Steph Curry played great basketball tonight. And when he plays like that, the Cavs aren't winning. Like, like, like I just, you know. Well. I, let me put it this way. Kevin Durant was 10 of 14 with. He was a. Let's think about this. Kevin Durant was a quiet 10 of 14 for 26 points. Right. That So, like. Steph can play like that, and you can beat them. It's just they get so much from so many people. How many did Clay have? 20. Yeah. Sean Livingston, 5 of 5, 10 points. Yeah. You know. But Steph Curry. I mean, JaVel McGee, let's 6 be honest. of 6, let's be honest. 12 and, points. And I like Steph Curry's game. But Steph is a guy who he loves playing up. He loves being up fucking eight points and that shot being like, oh, if I miss it, it's just a fucking, it's just the end of the shot clock thing. And if it goes in, I'm a fucking golden guy. I mean, we've seen him in games where it's like, oh, you know, it's a close game and Steph disappears. But when everybody's helping out, that's when he excels because you can't fucking guard all of them. Well, you can't. The problem tonight was. And I don't know what the coaching strategy was from Tyron Lue. I mean, do you ever know? Besides, keep the mouth open. Kevin Love was basically isolated on an island. A lot of t- I talk about Lonely Island. Like, bro, you're you're with like Kevin Love can't keep up with Steph Curry, right? And that was happening time and time again. Like, give the guy some help. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Th- this is also part of the modern NBA, and this also goes back to a little bit of the way the game's officiated now, is we'll pick with a guy that we want the guy with the ball to be matched up against his defender, and good luck. Kevin Love, he's either going to go by you or, even better, foul you on the three-point line. Yeah. Win all around. So it's, it's it's one of those things where just if they, like... Again, I I know it's a really difficult thing to do, but just like we have to adjust a little bit the way the game's officiated simply because this this is now a thing that people are going, oh, I just don't want to see these like swipe through fouls and like the whole game's just pick and roll. It's like, yeah, but it's set up. The whole game's pick and roll because that's what's effective right now. You know, the game changes and I'm all for it. Being you like, I'm all for you playing the game the the at the absolute best you can, and I'm not taking away anything from what the Warriors did tonight. But this series, like the 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 refs have affected this series, at least in Game One, without a doubt. And then some would argue in Game Two, it's like when the whole internet's crying, "What the fuck are these refs doing?" 
every everybody across the board, you have to question what the fuck are these refs doing? Yeah. And then also Tyron Lue, like what like what does Jordan Clarkson have to do to not be in the rotation? Oh my God. If he raped somebody between now and next game, would he play? Like the dude he, stinks. You know what he's raping is my eyes watching him play. You know how LeBron's one eye got all red? Yeah. It was from watching Jordan Clark- Clarkson attempt a jump shot. I, to me, there are like there's little things too that as a coach, like I would just be like, our colors are black and red and gold. Why are your shoes blue? Like you can't play. You can't. You, you can't play. <laughs> like what? What made you think you should be wearing blue shoes? What are you doing? That's actually their team color. You can't play. You're not playing. Also, you haven't made a shot in why, six weeks. Why is he so bad? Because, you know, we, I don't know if, like, I get to see him play a lot, obviously, living here in LA, you know, on the local Lakers games. Like, he would be a guy who could get buckets and score. Dude, he has been MIA since he joined the Cavs. Yeah, there's some guys who, like, there's zero pressure. The Lakers weren't making the playoffs, no matter what. That's there's what zero it is. pressure. And it's, it's a way wide open game because, even when a good team comes to town, like you're just the NBA during the regular season is like, it's a night by night. you got to go, Oh, tonight we're going to the Lakers. It's LA. They're going to be on cruise control. We're going to be on cruise control. Let's see who can get to 121st and let's get out of there without anybody getting injured. And let's go to a fucking club after the game. And then we got a night off and then we get to play the Clippers again. And it's going to be super fun. And we got a great weekend. And, and this, the, that's the attitude that he probably had playing for the Lakers. You can see in his shot that he feels pressure. I mean, he's not even close on some shots. Somebody sent something. Maybe it was under Dirty Sports' uh, – I'll pull up my phone. I think it was under Dirty Sports' Twitter. Somebody sent something on Jordan Clarkson. I think it was – he hasn't had an assist since the uh, the Raptors series. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it, it was his numbers in the playoffs were just so atrocious. Um, let me see. Let me see if uh, – yeah, I saw it. It's been weeks since his it's last been, assist. It's, it's, yeah, uh, whatever he doesn't it is. pass. He gets the ball and he shoots. But then he bricks. Yeah, I don't know. But, but Which begs the question, what is he doing in? Tyron Lewis is clueless. Who's getting his minutes for the Cavs? I mean, what? Like, Anybody? What, what did Rodney Hood do that, like, I understand that he didn't want to go in that one game, but at this point... At this point, how far down the list of Cavs fails in the playoffs is not wanting to go in the game? Like we know, we know Jarrett Smith won. Jordan Clarkson hasn't hit a shot in two full series. Hasn't had an assist in three full series. Is that is that above or below a guy not wanting to go in the end of a blowout? Yeah. Like where, like where are we at this point? I don't know, man. It's bad though. You know, Hood. By the way, is this is contract year for him? Talk about literally kissing millions of dollars goodbye. But he has an opportunity. Like, I, I don't understand how you couldn't give him some minutes. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how it, even to start tonight's game, like, forget Jordan Clarkson going in and having a shit fest again. Why is he not getting those minutes in the first place? I don't know, man. I mean, S- Steve Kerr made the movie. He's got JaVale McGee in there, and he played great. Yeah. It's like find something that that's gonna work. Do something different. Yeah, because Jordan Clarkson just he's just not working. No, no, it's a joke. And they need everything. Like the idea that 
LeBron James is going to play 48 minutes a night and win four of the next five games is like by himself is is a a disaster. I think LeBron looked tired tonight. How could he not be? At this point, yeah. he at this point he, he's he, playing every minute of every game. He's I mean, they're, they're throwing every different guy on defense. I mean, on his him. stat line was good, but LeBron missed a lot of close buckets um at the rim. I mean, he was he shot 50% at 29 no, points. No, I I know. Look, but I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you what I saw. I saw he still missed a lot uh of close ones, which again, of, you're right. Of course he's going to be tired. My point is Le- LeBron, to me, looked tired tonight. Yeah. And he looked like a guy who was like, you know, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm sick of being the guy who's always bailing you morons out. I mean, he basically his face after game one, after the JR thing, I mean, it said it. He was like, what the fuck were you? Like, he, and then he, and then when he got an explanation, he couldn't believe it. J.R. Smith's, J.R. Smith. By the way, if, if. If the Cavs, if this is a five-game series, just a five-game, forget six, forget seven. If this is a five-game series, that means essentially the Cavs won one of five games, but really two of five games. Like, like I, I mean, Trevor, as a Warriors fan, when you watch that game one, you're like, we absolutely, that game was over, we lost. And then you guys got a W, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody feels like the Cavs won that game, right? Oh, yeah, they definitely stole it. Yeah. So, a five-game series, right? If this goes five, the Cavs essentially won two of five games of the series. It would be two, three. LeBron James is the MVP. I'm already going to start that campaign. The guy scored 51 points in game one. Steph Curry scored 33 tonight. LeBron James scored 29 tonight. On six less shots. It's funny you say that because uh, post game, Thirty Sports favorite, Mister Salty, Paul Pierce was already like Steph Curry on his way to be the Finals MVP. And I told Trevor, I go, I'm turning this to NBA TV. I want to hear some real announcers, you salty motherfucker, because yeah. it's true. Like take LeBron out of this series. I mean, come on, guys. We 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 already know like, what happens. Look, if they get swept, which by the way, I don't think. I think I think the Cavs win the next game. If they get swept, which, by the way, even if they do, like the momentum that was they had, they were on the verge of stealing game one in Oakland. They basically had their Achilles cut like like at the end of the game. I'll go one step further. J.R. Smith single handedly is the reason LeBron is leaving Cleveland. He single handedly is the reason. He's gonna. He, Jared Smith single handedly is destroying Cleveland's economy because the minute LeBron leaves, we all know that's like ninety nine percent. I love. Cleveland's I economy. love the. I love Ruther like trying to piece together a title for the show. He's like. He's like. Hold on. I got it. Hold on. Jared Smith is ruining Cleveland's economy. No, I'm not trying to piece together a title for the show. I'm being <laughs> serious. I firmly believe Jared Smith lit the Cleveland River on fire <laughs> again. I firmly believe, though, Prano. I really do. Jared Smith. Less than Johnny Manziel. <laughs> you love the greater than less than. That's not me. That's you. You love the greater than less than. Types. I mean, how do we not use that for J.R. Smith this time? <laughs> but I did say that the Cavs would lose the series in five. I was shocked at how well they played Game One. I really was. And by how well? You mean LeBron James at fifty-one, eight and eight? I mean exactly. But anyway, I was. 
I was really fucking pissed because again, this this doesn't come from someone who can appreciate LeBron. This comes from somebody who wants a good series. If the if the Cavs win game 1, I think for sure you're getting a six game series, probably maybe a seven game series. I want to see if you're a sports fan, you should want to see a seven game series. You should. You should want to enjoy a series. But right now we're not. Literally the- every other team in the NBA should want a seven game series cuz that affects the cap. You want the cap to go up, and you want yeah. so you, your your team can sign more guys, and like also, who doesn't want free basketball? Before like before we know it, this series is going to be over, and all we're going to be left with is like mid season baseball and the second half of the Aussie football season. Like we're not going to have a lot left to do here. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what I heard. Until fucking what preseason football starts. Well, I did something. The J.R. Smith thing. I was I was really pissed like I was just like because it was such a Neanderthal moment like how could this happen again I want to see a good series I did something to put myself in a good mood I ordered some Omaha steaks right now yeah even though I'm not technically or for my knowledge a father I used our code for their Father's Day deal you ordered you used our Father's Day code to order yourself some steaks yeah you gave a gift to yourself for Father's Day gifted myself something for Father's Day now I'm gonna gift my dad. I'm gonna gift the infamous Walt Ruther these these awesome Omaha steaks as well. What's the deal? What's the uh, what's the the special that you're you're sending yourself and your father? Well, right now Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to all the dirtballs for Father's Day at 78 percent off. Wow. Yeah. Jared Smith is like, is that more or less than 78 percent? Yeah. 78% off. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and type dirty into the search bar. If you put dirty into the search bar, guys, it'll pull up our podcast and you can get this Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes two dender, two dender, two dender. Tender? Yeah, there we go. I didn't do well on that SAT. Two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, Two boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all-beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets. There you go, Fran. Tartlets. One Omaha steak season packet. And plus, you get four more grill-ready Omaha steaks burgers for free with that purchase. I was about to say, I got this package, and I was like, I think I got eight burgers. Exactly. They give you those four extra ones. Again, this limited-time package for only... $49.99. $49.99. Once again, Dirtballs, you get this for $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com. Again, just type dirty in the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait. This offer ends soon because, guys, they're going to they're have to ship it out at a certain point. This offer is going to end. So if you want to send your old man a great Father's Day gift, do it now. Go to omahasteaks.com, type dirty into the search bar, grab your dad, and fire up the grill. I mean, it's a, a ridiculous amount of meat. If you want to send your dad a present, just like he won't know that it was 49 bucks. He can think you're balling. Can we do the math on the spot? 78% off, 50 bucks. It would, it would be over 200. Can anybody? <laughs> Man, we would not do good on the SAT, guys. I'm just, I didn't, you know, I felt proud of myself for not using a calculator, by the way. Yeah. Not when you get your score back. I mean, that's why you couldn't do the square root stuff. Yeah, but I got a 25% chance on all those questions of getting it right. Yeah, that's, you don't, you have no idea how that works. That means you got one in every four right if you guessed. Well, I wanted to put C for everything because they say that's the best answer to do. Have you heard that? 
They didn't give you any tip on that before? They like, don't just put C. No, he didn't. That's like the most urban of urban myths in history. Like, just put C. That's an urban 51% myth? 51% of the answers are C. That's an urban myth? Yeah. Can we make can we make the LeBron J.R. Smith meme with like I told you to just put C <laughs> that the only good thing that came out of the J.R. Smith debacle were the memes and the videos and the photoshops. Man. But it's horrible because the 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 majority of the memes are just upset LeBron. Poor LeBron. This guy. I told you, he's leaving Cleveland because of J.R. Smith. Yeah. That was the straw that broke the camel's back right there. Where's he going? I have no clue. Literally, I have no clue. Give him, give him D'Antoni. Let's do it. You know what? Let's give him. All, let's get all the trophies. Give him. I just wanted like him. Give him like if he goes there, he they'll give him two MVPs next year. They'll be like, I don't. What what just happened? They'll be like Kim Kardashian's picture on the. It'll break the internet. I I stole. Just give me the MVP trophy. I give st- me the finals MVP. I stole. My brother me. texted me. I didn't even give him credit. So whatever. He's not on Twitter. But he told me he's like the ultimate troll move. Is LeBron is so sick of Cleveland. He's so sick of all the bullshit. He goes to China. He goes to Cincinnati FC. No. <laughs> He goes to China for like $150 million for one year. Yeah. He's like, fuck, you know, because he's sick of all the, the flop, the bitch. He's like, okay, NBA doesn't need me. All the fans don't need me. I'm going to make $200 million for the Shanghai team next year. I mean, he just gave $84 million to the state, of, since, uh, state of Ohio for like Akron schools. I don't think money is his concern. I know it's not, but that's the joke. He's just, he's just trolling and right. saying, fuck you. This team's going to pay me, you know, the Shanghai Dragons or whatever the hell, whoever it is. Isn't that who Stephon Marbury plays yeah, for? Yeah. Where does he go next year? I think he's done well, with how, Where do you want him to go, and where is he going to go? Of course I want him to go to L.A. so we can see him play live. So you want him to come to the Lakers? Yeah, so we can see him play. That doesn't give him any chance of like obtaining legacy status anymore, though. Like we, I want him to get some championships. I want him to go to New York, obviously, yeah, but, but not you, New York, Houston. But you know, we, we and I, you and I both know... The whole legacy, all that bullshit doesn't matter because everyone's gonna say he's ring chasing. He went to fucking Houston, and then you can, and then you get to do with what every idiot on the internet does, and you just go seven greater than six. That's it, and then you go. <laughs> That's gonna be yeah. Put that time code down. That's gonna be a great. Fucking Jeff, you're still battling Prano. You're still, still battling who? You're just battling trolls, man. I love it. I can't do it. I love it. Do you see how many? Did you see the the sarcastic tweet I put up? And then I I must have replied with the let me Google that for you. What is sarcasm? Link to forty people. I mean the unbelievable people that like don't get certain things. I mean I got a tweet from uh, Mike Gray. To get your man's, you blocked him tonight. Yeah, because he was he was arguing that he was arguing that Kevin Durant out of bounds call early in the game. Like, here's one thing I won't do, even if you have a picture of you on the internet. I'm not gonna have arguments that are the sky is blue. No, the sky is brown. Like, I'm not gonna have there, that. Wasn't an opinion play. That wasn't anything. I'm not. I don't. I'm not doing troll or moron here. I'm over it. You're you. If you refuse to just like. 
have like a conversation about facts, then you're getting blocked. I don't care if you got a face. I don't care if you're a sport. You, you don't get to just go, no, that wasn't like Kevin Durant lost that ball out of bounds, clearly off his hand. It was a it, in the beginning of the game. It set the tone. They were already off on the wrong foot. They were already down eight, nothing. And you're like, fuck, they're going to come back. It, that's not a questionable call. Kevin Durant initiated contact, got the ball stripped, knocked it out of bounds. They got the ball. Am I saying that the refs meant to rig that? No, but there's no argument about whether or not there's no argument that that ball was off Kevin Durant. There's none. Yeah. And if you're arguing that they showed a replay. Yeah. And if you're arguing that, then we're not conversing anymore because I'm not going to try to watch. I'm not going to try to watch the NBA and tweet. For our fans and tweet for the internet because that's what happens during the NBA. I'm not going to do it and then deal with somebody who's going to argue with me about things that the whole world saw. You may as well have tweeted like the Twin Towers aren't down. 9/11. Bush didn't do 9/11 because they're still they're still up. They're still up. And then I'm going to go. Well, I'm blocking you. I don't need like I don't need that to even distract me from replies that other people are having that make sense. It's like. If you had come into my mentions and been like, quit bitching about the refs, the Cavs won game one. I'd be like, well, they didn't. They lost. Like, no, they did. They won game one. They won. It's a 1-1 series. Like, that's if – you're, if you have some sort of mental deficiency where you're seeing something that other people aren't seeing, that the whole world agrees Yanni didn't or, happen. Yanni or Laurel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then – but, like, that's a great example. At least the internet was split on that. If you're seeing something no one else saw, I'm not – I can't – you can't be a distraction to me. You're out. Sorry, you're out. You need a fucking float lab, bro. No. No, I don't need a float lab because I'll just go blocked. That's it. Blocked forever. You're blocked. Yeah, yeah you're a little worked up right now, fam. Because I want, I, this is, you know, it's important that we say that on the show because I want dirt balls to know. I How many dirt balls have I gone back? I've gone back and forth with Twitter or with fucking Trevor on Twitter. We've had fucking exchanges about stuff. I've gone back and forth with you. I've gone back and forth with hundreds of dirt balls, and I respect the dirt ball's opinion. And if you see, if you want to make, yeah, if you want to make an argument, I'll make a counter argument. If you want to say, here's why D'Antoni is fucking overrated, I'll say, here's why he's not. But if you say, Mike D'Antoni didn't have the best record in basketball this year, then you're blocked. We're not going to, we're not going to argue over what are and are not facts. We're not going to argue that. Some things are facts. Some things are opinion. You want to have a difference of opinion? I'm open to that. You want to argue facts? You're out. You're out. You don't get to say LeBron had, oh, LeBron's a pussy. He only had 40 points in game one. No, he had 51. No, he had 40. You're out. Keep it. You're out. Like, we're not going to do that. Does anybody here not think that ball was blatantly off Kevin Durant? If you do, seek psychiatric help. You're seeing, you're, you're, you may. You're hallucinating. Yeah, you're hallucinating. You're having a psychotic episode. Yeah. You need medication. That is a fact. Initiated contact. Ball got stripped. He knocked it out of bounds. Everybody agreed. The internet went wild. They're fucking him already. You saw that ball was not like, well, you're I, think, out. I think his argument was that LeBron fouled him. Which I also looked, wasn't true. I looked at your guys' exchange. Yeah, which also wasn't true. You're out. You're out. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm because uh, here's the thing. I'm not doing it anymore. I like 
engaging with people on the internet, but I'm not engaging over fucking I think, nonsense. I think Prano should wear an umpire's outfit <laughs> anytime, anytime he blocks somebody. You're out of here. Yeah. You're like Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun. You're out. I'm not doing it anymore. You, you've, you've shown me the way a little bit when it comes to the block button, and now I'm, I have rules. You don't have a face. You're out. You're arguing against. You're, you're arguing things that are factually incorrect. You're out. I don't have time for you. Why am I going to engage with you? Yeah, I agree. You're out. We got I want to laugh about this Kobe Bryant book for a second. I really want to laugh about this. Dude, I don't Kobe He used to not bother me cuz you're an idiot. But but hold on a second. But like like at what point did Kobe not It's we're now 15 years removed from him fucking forcing Shaq out of town. Well, okay, whatever. Like, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't watch the NBA as closely back then. And I also didn't live in L.A., so maybe it was a little different. So, obviously, I came here and I enjoyed watching him play. But his new book title, can we talk about this? He, Kobe is releasing a new book. It's called Kobe Bryant, The Mamba Mentality, How I Play. It was announced that this book, a nonfiction book from, from Superstar, well, I remember in the press release, will be released on Amazon and all these other fucking things. In the wake of his retirement, Kobe decided to share his vast knowledge and understanding of the game to take readers on an unprecedented journey to the core of the legendary Mamba Menta. Dude, we've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. There is nothing worse than giving yourself your own nickname. I did not call myself Dent Head or Denty, because those are fucking mean, by the way. That, that's what Joe did. Joe gave me the nickname Dent Head. I gave him the nickname No Chill for his epic rants, and obviously playing off everybody saying No Chill on the internet. No, this motherfucker is No Chill. He gave himself the, his own nickname. He's titling a book... The Mamba mentality? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Does that mean no means no and you keep going? Like, like, yeah. like what does that mean? But he is, what Kobe has done for a, a long it's time cheddar now dickish. is, here's why he's worse than just a guy who gave himself a nickname. He gave himself the nickname and now he's beating this dumb brand into the fucking ground. It's like, so dude, ridiculous. You, everybody, like all of the great players, except Shaq, have like the the fucking killer instinct. Like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing how Kobe was such a competitor. It's like, yeah, they're all fucking crazy competitors. Like, enough with this. Like, oh, Jordan was. Skipping fucking practices to golf and gamble. Oh, the killer instinct, though. It's like they all have it. That's who is it. Like the people that we joke about, like Shaq missing whole seasons, Plaxico Burris always being on the, you know, uh, injured list with like a toe injury and just riding bikes during practice. Uh, Allen Iverson, J.R. Smith, like the people that we know are fucking douchebags. They don't have it. Otherwise, like enough with the book and the Mamba Pyramid and all. It's like enough. Also, how many Kobe slippers are out there at this point that are just like, who's still buying this shit? Who cares? 
He's like, and then in high school, I was like, fuck everybody. I'll show you. And then in the Lakers, I was like, fuck Shaq. And then I was like, fuck Phil Jackson. It's like, is this a book? And this girl was like, no, don't fuck me. And I was like, fuck you too. Like, what Like, what are we reading? No, literally, I'm about to fuck yeah. you too. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's just so corny. That's the word you got to use. Yeah. It's just corny. Again, the Mamba mentality, how I play. Dude, that, people say, what's Cheddar Dick? That yeah. book title is the definition. And the cover and the goddamn way it's going to read. Dude, why are you taking yourself so seriously? Yeah. This is all I'm going to say. But you know why? Why do you take yourself so seriously? Because he's only serious. Because no one likes him. Because no one fucking tells him th- that this is cool. This is not. He doesn't have any friends that's like, yo, Kobe, you kind of look like a fucking douche on the cover. Because who's hanging out with him? Who's Kobe's friends? There's a there's there's legions of people who have played with Kobe who are like fuck Kobe Bryant, legions of them. Who is out there going like yo Kobe? So chill with that Mamba shit. Like we it's it's over. He's not calling him a Smush Parker and going like hey Smush. He's like if you call me again, I will fucking burn down your house, Kobe. I hate you. Shaq it was like t- fifteen years removed. They. F- Forced them together. Shaq was going on stage. How does my ass taste, dude? 2008, I think that was when he did that. Weird how I remember when Shaq told Kobe, Tell, taste my ass. You think he's calling up Powell and he's like, what do you think of my book cover? I don't know. I mean, him and Powell are supposedly boys, but I don't know what that means. When you look at that book cover and you look at that book title, do you think he has boys? I'd say no. You know what boys do? Boys go, why would you get lines in your head, dude? That's fucking retarded. Exactly. That's what boys do. Exactly. They go, why? I disagree. I understand that you're going to do it, but I completely disagree. Yeah. It's look ridiculous. Uh, you know, Definitely don't take a black and white picture of it and put it on the cover of a book. Yeah. Somebody came at me about my lines tonight on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I did? I was like, one, two, three. That was a I'm like threesome, threesome, buddy. Is that the German threesome? What does that mean? Oh, that's how they do it. Yeah, in Germany, when they when they count by their hand. Come on, glorious bastards. Yeah, for sure, man. (laughs) I don't remember. I was too busy reading Kobe's new book, Mamba Mentality. He's like, people told me this book should only be 16 chapters. Well, I made it 25 chapters because no one's going to tell Kobe how many chapters he's going to have. The last nine chapters are going to be about how people only wanted me to take 35 shots in my final game. But I was like, fuck you. I'm going to take 60. So I'm going to write. I'm going to write Prano mentality about doing the Kobe Bryant shot challenge. Joe Prano, no chill mentality. Overcoming Kobe Bryant's Mamba mentality with whiskey. I still remember that night, like it was yesterday, walking Prano home. The Prano mentality was real. Can we talk about that? You know, a lot of my, a lot of the no chill mentality is in preparation. Andy, I got up that day and I was like, make some pasta, and then I fucking crushed that pasta. People were like, don't eat two pounds. I was like, I'm gonna. No one can stop me. Don't forget, we went to Bevmo. That's where we got the booze. Yeah. A little Buffalo Trace. People were like, drink Jack. And I was like, absolutely. You're not going to tell me what booze to drink. No chill mentality. 
think you ended up at a girl's place that night too. I mean, talk about talk about Prano mentality. Yeah. Because she told me she didn't want to hook up, and I was like, if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. No chill mentality. And then snake emoji. <laughs> She's like, how much are you going to spend on an Uber to get here? And I was like. <laughs> what's the backstory? I think I've asked this before, but what's the backstory? Like of what? I want to know the backstory about Kobe naming himself. Was he watching like a late night? Animal Planet or documentary on the Black Mamba in Africa? Like, what's the backstory? Did Kobe see someone was like, that's me. I'm a killer snake. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, like, what's the story? How did you come up with the name Black Mamba? Some, it's probably some fucking Kill Bill shit. No, because he had the nickname before Kill Bill. My ass. A uh, title of a of an article from 2015 says Kobe Bryant created an alter ego as a way to separate his personal and professional lives. Yeah, they're like, you're kind of a fucking asshole, Kobe. He's like, no, that's Black Mamba. Is he Eminem and Slim <laughs> Shady? Like what? The very the very first line, hilarious. Kobe Bryant's nickname is the Black Mamba, a name he gave himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mamba Mentality by Kobe Bryant. Forward by the Black Mamba. It says the quotes on the back are just like Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba. Kobe, Mamba, Bryant. He created the Black Mamba as a way to deal with the struggles he was going through off the court in 2003 and 2014. <laughs> so, 2004. So, so literally, it goes back to the rape. The, the, this is this. Is, wow. This, yeah. this sheds an interesting light. He created an alter ego because he was accused of rape. Yeah. It literally says in 2013. Listen, guys, I didn't rape that girl. The black the mama, black mama did. doesn't have to. <laughs> the black. Wait, what? That's not. <laughs> it's like Tug Coger callback if you guys did not the get fucking that. Fucking Kaiser Sose. He's like, he was the black mama all along. <laughs> I was there. I saw who raped her. Who did it? The black mamba. Who's uh, the black mamba? He's like, I uh, don't know. Uh, uh, Mr. Bryant, this is like the deposition. Mr. Bryant, uh, where were you on the night of, you know, October 8th, 2003? He's like, well, I was at home, but the black mamba yeah. was in a hotel room yeah. in Eagle Rock, Colorado. Yeah. So I went out drinking, and then I black mamba out. I woke up, and I didn't know what happened. But it turns out my killer instinct took over. My alter ego, the black mamba, slithered out of bed at night. Fuck the hotel staff member. I mean, LeBron gave himself his own nickname. That's douchey too. Yeah, like, I, like I'm not. But like, we don't hear. But that's the thing. Every fucking thing is now with Kobe is the Mamba, Mamba mentality. The bite, like LeBron's not just like, yeah, well, you know, that's just me king, doing king things. You know, they're like, what are you gonna do at the end of the game? He's like, well, I figured I was gonna be the king, so. You know, King's kind of the head of the royal family. I just took over. You know, I just go to Burger King and rape chicks because I'm the king. It says in the article that Bryant went on to explain that Kobe was tasked with dealing with personal challenges and the Black Mamba handles business on the court. Okay, so, so at this point, hold on, hold on. So at this point, we need to address this. At this point, Kobe Bryant should be locked in a psychiatric ward. Yeah. Because if, if he's saying that there's literally a different person, Kobe and Black Mamba, and one did, one's his personal life, and one is the guy on a basketball court, Kobe Bryant uh, would suffer from, I don't know, I'm not a fucking psychiatrist, 
split personality disorder or multi-personality disorder, whatever yeah. it's called. I mean, he sounds like he needs to be psycho- psychologically evaluated. What a fucking cheddar dick. Hey, any Kobe fans, please comment us for this because if you if you look at the cover of this book, Kobe Bryant, The Mamba Mentality, How I Play, if you look at this and don't think Cheddar Dick, then you are yourself co-authored by Kobe Bryant. Well, actually, introduction by Phil Jackson. Oh, love it. The guy he ran out of town. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, like, Phil, remember how you tore me apart in that book you wrote? Do you mind uh, giving me a foreword for my book? He's like, I'll do it for Kobe. I'm not doing it for Black Mamba, though. Well, the Prano mentality, as you guys know, is crushing it these days with that killer mustache. Look yeah. at that Prano mentality. Yeah. How you get that, that stash looking so good, Prano? Well, you'll have to ask. No chill. <laughs> he does all the shaving. Hey, uh, but I asked no chill. <laughs> I said no chill the other day. I was like, no chill. How do you get that great razor razor shave? And he goes, well, Joe, I use those Harry's razors. And I was like, I got to get those. Harry's is great, guys. Harry's stands behind the quality of their blades. And they know that switching blades is not an easy choice. So they have created a trial offer. You can claim yours right now by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. If you want to get that no chill mentality. Get yourself some Harry's razor blades. In fact, they have this quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know because within 30 days, they'll give you a full refund. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, including the weighted ergonomic handle. That's right. Five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. (laughs) <laughs> Rich lathering shave gel. This is a gem for YouTube. And a travel blade cover. That's the fifth thing. All dirt balls can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. And make sure our friends at Harry's, let them know on Twitter, at Harry's too, you can let them know that not only Andy Ruther and Joe Prano, but also No Chill sent you to get the Harry's razor blades. And Dented. And Denty. What's Denty's mentality? (laughs) What's that alter ego? (laughs) Rapey? I don't think I'm Rapey Trevor. You can't just yell out Rapey. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's a Kobe reference. Yeah. I was going to say. You're, you're, but now your threesome has way less. It's, now you, it turns out you were two on two the whole time. <laughs> you're, you're like, the blonde was having sex with Andy. <laughs> the brunette was having sex with Denty. <sighs> She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hold on. Denty's tapping out. Yeah. Andy's hopping in. Just as soon as I'm done with her, Denty will come over. <laughs> like, I'll be right with you. <laughs> Oh. You remember Ski Patrol, the guy who had the two masks on? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> can we get a Kobe? Can we get a Kobe Photoshop with the guy from fucking Ski Patrol with the two masks on the side of his head? We've been that I think we should pass. I think you should shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> shoot it every time. Maybe that's another title, EJ. Kobe Bryant suffers from multiple personality disorder. Just an idea. 
we uh, you sent me something. And I don't even know what what there is to say about it. I sent you something. You sent me that Twitter clip of uh, David Letterman and oh yeah. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld talking. I wasn't even sending that to you for the show. I was just sending it to you for your for your Joey Votto appreciation. Sure, but it really, dude. Let's be honest. Joey Votto has, like, even in the last year, the legend of Joey Votto has just yeah continued to increase, right? Yeah. I mean, now he's like <laughs> speaking directly to like he's like, hey, David Letterman, <laughs> like. Do you want me to play the clip? Sure. I mean, I have the clip. It's uh, fantastic. I gotta, if, if you guys haven't watched this, I, I, this is from the Netflix show, right? Is the episode, is the the newest episode the one with Seinfeld? Because I, I haven't even seen that one yet. Uh, I haven't watched any of them, to be honest. I need to. I know. I need to. So good. So uh, I'll just play it. Apparently, Joey Votto, had, there was two different stories and it seems like they didn't plan this. No. Letterman not at all. and not Seinfeld. At all. Yeah. Where Votto said hi to both of them in the stands. And uh, well, here it is. I went to uh, see the Cincinnati Reds play. That was my boyhood team. Right. Uh, there's a Joey Votto. Are you familiar with this guy? Sure. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tremendous. Play. Tremendous. Yeah. First place. The stadium is packed and it's just about this quiet. So Joey Votto comes over to where the batter's box, uh, the on-deck circle used to be. And so he's standing there, and he's, he's swinging the lid back, and he says, uh, uh, this will be uh, my last bat. He's saying this to us. We're in the stands. And we said, oh, okay, well, good luck. And he said, I just wanted to thank you for coming to the game. I thought that was the nicest thing. Why is he saying thanks for coming? He's a nice man. Has, has that ever happened to you? Before? Yes, it has. Really? With Joey Votto. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I was in a Dodger game like a month ago, and Joey Votto... You think I'm making this up? Yes. I'm not. Yes. I am not. George, you, you were there, and Joey Votto was standing on first base, and, and he has these great seats, show business. And Joey Votto turns to me and he goes, hey, Jerry, how you doing? And I just got, so, I, I, I just leapt out of my skin. I'm so excited. Joey Votto knows who I am. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was different. And I don't want to diminish your little adventure. <laughs> but he, he is standing there. The game's in prog progress. Yeah. He's got the, the, the weighted bat. Yeah. And it's like, uh, oh, uh, be sure and get your coat, and uh, thank you for coming over, and we had a lovely evening. Well, because it's you, out. though. Well, no, it's not me. It's I think, think, he's, you think he goes down the line, the first base line, and says, thank you, and you were great, too. Appreciate all your cheering. The guy loves baseball. Yeah. And he loves talking to people. And he loves trolling. Yeah, and you know, like Seinfeld was saying at the end there, he's like, it was. It was because it was Letterman. It was because it was Seinfeld. Like he's just like he. It's like the Joe Montana story of like, hey, look, it's yeah. John Candy. It's like he. It, the only difference is Joey Votto is never playing in a meaningful game, so he can just like fucking don't, don't look. Don't don't get too sad. My Mets. I, you're, you guys are gonna probably pass my Mets in the standings soon enough. Free Joey Votto. Well, Joey Votto commented on this. Uh, in an interview, uh, he said, 
he was when he was asked if he uh, did all this, he said, he said, yes, I did see it. Oh, that he was asked if he saw right. the Netflix yeah. uh, interview. He said, yes, I did see it. But unfortunately, Jerry and David were incorrect in their assumptions that I was speaking directly to them. David was wearing dark sunglasses and a sports coat. I thought he was my limo driver and wanted to inform him that I was nearly done playing and I wanted him to pull the limo around so I could beat the traffic. When I waved to Jerry, he was actually sitting right in front of my longtime friend, Jerry Cartwright. We plans to go to Skyburger after the game. I wanted to confirm, but Seinfeld got in the way. So even then, Votto yeah. throwing zingers. Yeah. Free Joey Votto. Yeah. Look, he's on my reds, but come on. Can the guy play on a team that maybe can produce some wins? And that that was Joey Votto. But then Joe Votz was like, fuck those dudes. <laughs> Joe. Not while I'm playing. Joe Votz. I got to have that Votz mentality. <laughs> Focus all the time. I was like, I'm going to hit a hard foul ball so that guy stops taking all the attention off me. You know, real quick, back to back to you. I know you're <laughs> mocking Kobe, but but the the whole com- the competitive thing. I get sick of hearing. You do have a good point. We're all competitive. You should see us when we play basketball. We're yeah. all competitive. Everyone but Trevor. But like, <laughs> fucking Trevor. But like, like EJ is really competitive. My point is, like, people are competitive. Yeah. If you weren't competitive, it'd be like you getting off stage after a fucking set. And not caring if you did bad. Like, people, especially athletes, you don't become a professional athlete. Like, Joey Votto is considered the fucking nicest dude. He's he's mid-game. He's conversing with people. He's yucking it up. He's making jokes with celebrities. He's got an MVP. He's, he was, he is consistently better at baseball every year as compared to his peers than Kobe Bryant was in comparison to his peers. Fact. Fact. He got drafted by the Reds, so he doesn't have. But otherwise, he is, like, when you look at his war every year as compared to the rest of baseball, I guarantee you, in a much bigger league, I guarantee you, that he ranks consistently higher over the course of his career than Kobe Bryant does, whilst being a nice guy without the Vots mentality. <laughs> How does he do it? Is he just that much more talented than Kobe Bryant? No, he's just not a cocksucker. Are you are you saying another episode title? Are you saying Joey Votto is greater than Kobe Bryant? But that's actually just true. Like that's just true. You could make an argument. That Joey Votto has deserved more than his one MVP. Yeah, I mean, he's come close a few Joey times. Joey Votto's been in the MVP argument multiple times. Also, baseball teams have fucking 25 guys on them. Basketball teams have 14 guys on them, 15 guys on them. Like, Joey Votto's career war, he is he, like he is statistically a better player as compared to his peers than Kobe Bryant is. That's just a fact. But I, I don't understand that 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 correlation. What, what, what's what? What don't you understand? Like how he's statistically better, like jo- where he ranks, as compared to everybody. Like if you were gonna say Joey, take Joey Votto's 
stats every year. How do they rank? I I guarantee you he's in the top 5% of baseball players. All around. Yeah. And you're saying Kobe's not. Every year of his career? Look at the statistics. I mean, Deadspin had put together a great article about value of a replacement player during Kobe Bryant's era. They, They basically debunked the idea that Kobe Bryant was ever the best player in basketball. Ever. And it was like... Here's where Kobe ranks. Look it up. It's a fantastic article. Uh, Deadspin. Just put in Deadspin, Kobe Bryant, best player. It'll bring up an article all about where Kobe stood as compared to the best player in value of a replacement player, which is the basketball version of war. And I guarantee you, not knowing any of the statistics, I guarantee you Joey Votto comes out in, at a higher percentage than Kobe Bryant. I guarantee it. Whilst being a nice guy. What about Joe Votts? Joe Votts is like, fuck Cincinnati. I hope this whole city burns down. Trade me to the Yankees. Joe Votts is like, I don't eat Skyline. Fuck that shit. It's terrible for you. You know what I eat? Human brains. Because that's why I'm so competitive. Just get smarter. (laughs) He's like, I also kill my prey with poisonous bites. The Vots mentality. <laughs> By the way, the Vots is a created snake that I made up. It prowls the Midwest, killing every prey it touches. It's got poisonous venom and skin. It could just look at you in the first row and kill you with my sight. Vots mentality. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We can end with calls. I actually grabbed a bunch. Or we can talk about some shit we haven't mentioned that's just been sitting on this rundown. Let's do both, but let's just fire through. Let's just do rapid fire things that we haven't covered for weeks. Okay. What do you got? I'll give, uh, I'll give you one sentence takes. Okay. This will be fun. ES, I'll read the headline of articles I pulled. ESPN to broadcast 30 UFC events per year during five-year deal. The deal, just so you know is a $1.5 billion deal over five years. This is an easy one to start with. Don't care. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's Joey Noach. That's the no-chill hot take of the day. Uh, Nick, here's, here's another story. Headline reads... Eagles declined Nick Foles Browns trade earlier, earlier this offseason. And I'll just read. So you just have some background. Uh, Apparently, Nick Foles rejected a deal that would have sent him from Philadelphia to Cleveland for a second round, the 35th overall pick. Smart. Smart move by Foles. Uh, look what happened last year. He's He is a Super Bowl winner. because Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, because the starting quarterback went down. He's got a coach that... You know, I was very critical of, and I'll I'll remain critical of at least in one sense, is he put his quarterback in a dangerous position. I'd rather be holding a clipboard for the Eagles, and I fucking hate the Eagles, than I would start for the Browns. Especially if your money's going to be the same. Yeah, he probably would have made more money. I, I think eventually maybe he... You eventually, but also deal. eventually when this deal runs out, he could sign somewhere else anyway. He's a Super yeah. Bowl MVP. Yeah. A, a place of his choosing. Would you rather be the backup on the Eagles for one more year or be the starter on the Browns? I mean, it's not a question. Backup on the Eagles. You're more likely to get hurt. Yeah. You're more likely to lower your value before free agency. I saw Hugh Jackson, by the way, finally jumped into the uh, into Lake Erie. 
Did he? Yeah. Because he had to do that. Which is bullshit, dude. You can't wait until it's like nice in June. You gotta jump in that cold ass Lake Erie when it's like two degrees out. I mean, look, it happened before you went to Insane Clown Posse show, so. Fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. Give the guy a fucking break. He's also coaching an NFL team. I'm going to Insane Clown Posse, Prano. In fact, you know I'm going to get those tickets. <laughs> what a great segue, Prano. Yeah. SeatGeek! I did look on SeatGeek last week. Insane Clown Posse is not near Los Angeles anytime soon. I'm not, I'm not hopping on a flight to go to like Omaha, Nebraska to see Insane Clown Posse. Although I feel like that would be more of an authentic... Uh, Viewing. Are they going to be in Denver? I heard you're making a Denver trip. I might be making a Denver trip soon. Yeah, I should look that up. SeatGeek, guys, is the place to get your tickets for any live event. That's right. Anything from the NBA Finals to Insane Clown Posse, it's all available on SeatGeek. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. You should make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with absolute confidence. You get your bang for your buck on SeatGeek. We know this. We've used SeatGeek now for three years. You guys should make it your go-to app for any event. Best of all, all the dirt balls. that's you guys, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Simply download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's in the settings tab. Hit that settings tab and enter our promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Get some tickets to 4th of July at uh, Safeco. I'll be there watching the Mariners play. And then uh, get some tickets uh, at the end of June. I'm going to go watch the dumpster fire that is the New York Mets. Play the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates at City Field on the 25th. So uh, get some baseball tickets. Come on, come on, buy me some beers. That's right. Save that $20 and use that money for booze. Yes. Uh, okay, so one more quick story. The NFL had approved changes to kickoff and the use of helmet. According to the new ejection standards, player, this is what you would be ejected if you do any of the following. Player lowers his helmet to establish a linear body posture prior to initiating and making contact with the helmet. That sounds like something I read on the SAT. Good luck trying to teach that to NFL players. Or a player delivering the blow had an obstructed path to his opponent. Or contact was clearly avoidable. Player delivering the blow had other options. Dude, these are just more vague NFL rules. It's not that vague, Andy. So here's the deal. The flag they usually put on a uh, pole at the top of the stadium to deny your head the ability to look up at the flag is pretty disrespectful of the veterans, and it will not be allowed any longer. So at no point can the angle between where the flag is and where your eyes are be obstructed. And if it is, you're ejected from the game. All right. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's, it's sort of like bowing for karate. Like, always look the other guy in the eye. Always, if you can't make a hit and also be looking with one eye at the United States flag, then you're ejected from the game. And honestly, seems like the right call. All righty. In honor of all the fallen soldiers out there. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should wrap up with, uh, let, let, let's mow through dirtball calls as well. Let's, I, I put a lot on here. It's been a minute. So uh, 
Let's mow through these. I'm even going to play the intro song. It's been so long. Let's play the intro song. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. All right, we'll start off with uh, our wild boy, Kookmeyer. Love Kookmeyer. Hey, what's up, boys? It's your boy, Kookmeyer, a.k.a. Captain Kook, a.k.a. King of the Kook Clan, all the K's, the Kooks of Comedy, R.I.P. Uh, just calling in with a quick little... Joe, you were saying that you can't think of any other sports uh, legend that is even on par with LeBron James, except for maybe Wayne Gretzky. I don't know much about hockey, but uh, the only thing I can compare it to is Kelly Slater, man. The ultimate GOAT uh, of pretty much 11-time, you know, ASP slash WSL world champion. Uh, I mean, the guy... The guy fucking created wave pools now, or at least made them what they are today. That's the only thing I can compare it to. Maybe one day we'll have some uh, crazy-ass LeBron James custom basketball courts where uh, once you get on it, you just get his magical powers or something. I don't know. But uh, anyways, hey, dirty boys, and condoms are for the fucking coops of comedy god damn it come back already wow this is a trip down memory lane i'm throwing you some love praying yeah thanks that you know he makes a great point kelly slater is up there he like in terms of what he did for his sport he was the michael jordan of his sport in that he really put it on the map he won 11 times he just recently retired from professional surfing and was like in the mix at 40. Uh, no one will, no one, I should say, no one up to this point can even come close to touching his 11 time championship. But I will say one thing, and this is sort of what LeBron James did the way people feel about Kelly Slater right now is how people felt about Michael Jordan. And before the Coos comedy uh, ended, I did say I could totally see John John Florence, who's like the new. I have a I have a conspiracy Coos conspiracy theory. Uh, Kelly Slater's illegitimate son, John John Florence, uh, has already won multiple championships. Wait, so his name's John John? He's got two first names. Yeah, John John Florence. That sounds like a rapper. And uh, he's already at a really young age winning championships. So if he were to do, and again, this is why you can't really, now that now surfing has become like, there, it's gone to this whole new level. And in Kelly Slater's case, he was still doing it at that level in the modern time at 40. But if this guy goes on and wins like eight or nine with the, with the way surfing has gone to the next level, then he's sort of the Le- LeBron James. Kelly Slater is currently that standard, though. But potentially, we have a LeBron James in the mix in John John Florence. Didn't John John's dad allegedly die some crazy way? Some, like I don't even know that. I think I I don't even think they know who. Like I think it's just like I mean I shouldn't say this on an even more popular podcast because I said it on Kooks, but 
the rumor is that like his mom's just like a North Shore like hottie and like a lot of pro surfers. I saw, kept, I saw him on Cribs way back in the day. Yeah. And she was she was pretty good back yeah, then. And and that lot, was way a back lot of when. pro surfers hang out on the North Shore, you know, she's right by pipeline. Like it could be any of their <laughs> it could be any of their kids, but they've always had him and Kelly have always had this like weird relationship. Like maybe it's a kooks conspiracy theory with a K. John John is Kelly's illegitimate son. By the way, he was tossing around a lot of K's. I was ready. I was ready for him to be like Ku Klux Klan. I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Where's this call going? Yeah. Okay. Last episode. Rip Kooks. You had a hard take on MLS. I didn't have a hard take. Well, hold on, hold on. That's fine. Our our, our friend. Michael Madgett, who I run the hostel show. Oh, Madgett called in? He, and he told me yesterday, he goes, you know, he's a big soccer guy. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to call Football in. guy. Yeah. Soccer guy. Well, you'll hear. Which it. one? You, you'll, you'll hear what he has to say. This is his take on it. Hey, guys. It's Michael Madgett. I just heard uh, Joe's rant about MLS soccer teams and their names. And as somebody who makes almost their entire living off coaching and commenting on soccer, I have to say that Joe is absolutely correct. The names are absurd. They're embarrassing. Um, I can't think of anything more pandering or more just desperate to try to get fans of European teams to get on board MLS than to name teams things like Real Salt Lake. Uh, for instance, Real Madrid was named that because it's Royal Madrid, as in it's the king's team. Uh, unless you know a monarchy in Salt Lake City, uh, with the Mormons excluded, I don't believe that exists. So uh, in my opinion, MLS should embrace the American uh, tradition of traditional nicknames like, you know, Jets and Giants and uh, every other NFC East team and AFC team that I can think of off the top of my head. Those are all pretty solid American names. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much my take. Like Redskins, very American yeah. name. Well, first of all, shout out to Magic for calling in, being the voice of reason from the soccer community. And he does, like I like he does make his living. Yeah. The, off of soccer. You know, and he didn't even touch on the other thing, which was we were, and I, somebody asked me about it too. They're like, dude, you went hard on soccer. I said, see, you just said it. I go, you just said I went hard on soccer. That's why it's confusing the whole football club thing. Like, you, the, it's Cincinnati FC, right? Is that the Cincinnati? Like Correct. You said, who's the football team in Cincinnati? Even soccer fans would be like, the Bengals. And then you'd be like, oh, sorry, who's the football club in Cincinnati? It's like, it's so fucking confusing. I'm going to go, I'm going one step further. I'm going to say, I'm going to give such big thanks to Majid on his soccer call. I am going to now make a formal request to you, who sees Michael Majid regularly, to bring him in for a World Cup preview. I want him in the Smut studio for a World Cup preview. Interesting, because we got a call, which I'm not going to play, uh, Asking if we would do a World Cup discussion. Not only are we going to do a World Cup discussion, we're going to have Michael Madgett here for a World Cup preview live in the Smut Studio. Oh, wow. Talking about the great soccer tournament. 
He knows his shit. Yeah, I know he does. In fact, he was the one, like I said, we didn't go, but we tried to go. He had got offered us tickets I know. to go to LAFC. And or, the show I was supposed to do that night got canceled, which sucks. I know. And we would have had, I don't know if you call it fields, not because it's not courtside. What is it? Pitch first, side. First row. We Pitch side had tickets. seats. Yeah, I know. Flop, flop front row. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's mow through these calls. Here's another one. Hey, Joe and Andy, Alex in Ohio, Dirtball here. First off, just wanted to give a special shout-out to Ruther's High School, Cincinnati St. Xavier, for winning the Ohio Division I Boys Lacrosse State Championship today. And second, I just want to know what it would take to get a Dirty Sports exclusive interview with Margaret. All right, condoms are for Duke basketball. Stay dirty. Well, uh, I assume you heard Dr. Margaret was on the Denton Report. Oh, I heard. So I listened. This is one of the funniest things happened. I wanted to bring it up today anyway. I listened to some episodes in reverse. So I went to the dirty, uh, the, the Dent Report page, and I uh, I had the you know the last couple episodes. So I listened to the Crystal Marie episode, which you ended with um, talking about how uncomfortable you make people with AIDS jokes, and then you open the Dr. Margaret episode with some very serious talk about how AIDS ravaged America. <laughs> and I was like, this is the weirdest fucking 10 minutes I've ever had in my D- life. Did you also hear in the Crystal Marie how she wants me and you to make out? Yeah. I mean, that's not going to ever happen. Okay. Just putting it out there. And also, I I want to break some news to Crystal Marie. I've done Molly and didn't make out with any dudes. So <laughs> I was doing Molly before Molly was Molly. Okay. But, but by the way, you do bring up a good point. I did have a very serious discussion. But if I had listened to it's funny because if I yeah. had listened to them in a reverse order, yeah. they would have, the, those two conversations would have been like three hours apart. But because I listened to them backwards within – seven minutes of each other. You were like, sometimes I'm really weird about AIDS. And then you were like, so tell me, you had the first AIDS patient. Was that was that difficult? And I was like, eh. And I'm not... I was literally riding my bike like, I'm uncomfortable and I'm not even doing this podcast. Yeah, well, uh, oh God, I don't want to make the joke because he's such a nice guy. I can't. I'm not. What? I'm not, Who? I'm not going to I'm not gonna make the joke. No, I'm not going to make the joke. I have Lance Bass on next week, and he doesn't have AIDS. But I just want—we oh, <laughs> already inter- we, he already interviewed for the show. I, he'll, he'll appreciate you mentioning that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So she, he requested Margaret. Does, is Margaret a sports fan? You know, she watched. I saw her today at the pool, and she said uh, she watched a bunch of women playing basketball yesterday. But she she likes it. She follows it somewhat. But yeah, she's she's more Dent Report. She's really into the softball, the collegiate softball happening right now. Apparently, um, all right, okay. Here's a here's a call. Speaking of softball, did you see Clay Matthews get hit in the face? I did. It's kind of awesome. He's gonna need surgery. All right, so this guy he he's throwing. Well, I'll just play it. He's two calls. He's shaded one shade at you, one shade at me. Great. Prano, LeBron is the greatest. You know, you can argue second, first, whatever, no difference. He's amazing. But the reason why I don't fucking like you sometimes is 
Like Ruther says, you'll never admit when you're wrong. Just admit the reason why people don't like LeBron James, this motherfucker showed up in a short suit, skin-tight short suit with a fucking purse. This is supposed to be the greatest athlete of all time, and he took a fucking big-ass, like, suitcase purse to a fucking basketball game in a press conference. No need. I don't want to say, you know, pretty fucking suspect. Later. So, should we tackle this first? First of all, I'm going to... This isn't even a LeBron slurper. This is me, a fashion-forward man my whole life. I fucking like the short suit. I think it's... I think it is fucking fantastic. I almost... I almost... And I actually thought about this today. I said to myself, and it was all planned, and I already picked it out. I was like, if the Cavs win, I'm coming to the Dirty Sports Podcast in a short suit. I had fucking matching shorts to a suit jacket I had. I was going to wear the tie. I'll tell you my one critique, because somebody also posted this. They're like, Prano's going to go out and buy one right now. My only problem with the short suit was those shoes were terrible. He was wearing, like, army boots with it. He should have just gone with some fucking nice low-rise, like, Stan Smiths, like a clean pair of Stans under the short suit. That would have been perfect. Then he wore sneakers tonight with the short suit, and but then he put the hoodie on. If you're going to do shorts... You can't do high tops, like especially if you're going with like that slim fit. Slim fit suit, shorts, you got to go a low-rise shoe. You can't have boots or fucking high tops on. That's a no-go. Otherwise, I thought the, shoot, the short suit was fire. Now, also, since we're comparing where he stands to people, just go look up the website, what the fuck is Mike wearing? Because the blog about Michael Jordan dressing like a total dickhead, if we're going to talk about dressing removes you from the goat argument, what the fuck is Mike wearing is one of the greatest things in history. Michael Jordan dresses like the biggest fucking cheddar dick that has ever walked the earth. Well, here's the deal. We've, we've presented this before. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or I shouldn't say present this. We've discussed it. Uh, <laughs> I got to put up my glasses. Uh, so the site has not been updated since 2014, but it yeah. doesn't matter. This one says, caption says, 2014 and Mike is still inspiring cats. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, I yeah. mean, the, the, the third picture down, Mike tripping. He's got fucking acid-washed, holy, oversized jeans. Uh, he that is literally a jacket that the interns would wear to get into an R-rated movie together. Like it's <laughs> it's a jacket that EJ would wear with Trevor on his shoulders. The, how big is that jacket? It's big for a six six guy. Did he go in? And he was like, "Hey, make me two jackets, but sew them together." Uh, dude, that would that'd be a blanket for me to sleep in at night. <laughs> Looks like a fucking snuggie. There he's doing like the. I mean, that's his wedding. Keep going. There's so many good ones. Oh, these are bad. <laughs> these the are bad. Oversized jacket. The cargo shorts. He's going Ruth. Oh man, these are bad. Hey Mike, check out untuckit.com. Stop wearing shirts that are cut to fucking be tucked in deep in your pants. Look at the size of this suit. <laughs> I thought what's the vote? Are EJ and I the only ones that are on the short suit here? I'm, Trevor, you're your anti short suit? I'm anti short suit Why? as well. I thought it was fire. I thought the suit was great. I didn't like the shoes of the original one. I don't like the high top shoes. 
And also that alligator bag he brought was like a forty thousand dollar bag. So like that was fire too. Yeah, that doesn't make just because it's forty thousand dollars that you know. People were like calling it a purse. He wasn't wearing it over his shoulder. He was carrying it like a fucking duffel. I think I should start wearing. I should start having gimmicks. What would, what would be my gimmick instead of an? I literally al- almost wore the short suit tonight. What should I? What sh- what can I hold instead of an alligator purse? What a can- fanny pack. <laughs> no, because people start. Those are in again. They they're kind of in again. Get an alligator fanny pack. <laughs> okay, can I play the second call? He's clearly tossing shade at me. Yeah. Uh, pre she eight. Uh, pre she eight. Not appreciate. Appreciate. Ergonomic. Ergonomic. Not ergonomic. Ergonomic. Who the fuck are you, bro? Who the fuck are you? It's appreciate. What's wrong with how I say appreciate? You, you kind of rush your way through it. You're like, appreciate. 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 How do you say it? Appreciate. We say it the same way. Appreciate. Say <laughs> <laughs> saw. What? Say saw. Like, I went to the beach and saw some whales. I went to the beach and saw some whales. What was wrong with it? You say saw a lot. I saw whales. <laughs> Saw whales, saw whales, whatever. Like, who the fuck is this guy, though, <laughs> motherfucker? I make, but motherfucker, I like, like, wh- like this. This is what you're gonna come at me at. This is what you're gonna come at me. At? Ergonomic, ergonomic, tomato, tomato, buddy. If this is how you feel, imagine how LeBron feels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, with that right? forty thousand dollar bag. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? It, you were like, it bothers you that he has this opinion of you, and you're like. You know, like look at no, me, it like, doesn't bother. But, but like, you can come at me for so many other things. Like, like a lot of it's my accent where I'm from. But my point is, like, who are you, bro? <laughs> come at me, bro. But wait, somebody slid. Somebody slid. I, I have to read this real quick because, of course, it did not garner a response. Uh, somebody slid. Oh, I just now see the text from Trevor. It's the Shanghai Sharks. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Somebody slid into our DMs, and he hasn't trolled yet, but he asked what the phone number is. His Twitter feed is at Bob's 115, and it's a picture of, who's this picture of? Is this a picture of uh, Kemba? No, no. Who's that a picture of? I don't know. From UConn. My point is, like, you want the phone number, and you're at Bob's 115? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> you're, you're a faceless person. Maybe he, maybe he plays for UConn. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get through two more? Sure. All right. Let's let's try uh, let's try this one. I figured we haven't done calls. Hey, Joe and Andy. This is Sander. Um, Winnipeg and Canadian Dirtball, part of the original uh, team Dirtball call when we talked about the Joe Batista bat flip. Um, calling about Joe's abandonment of the NFL. Uh, I have a good proposition for you guys to become fans of the CFL. Uh, myself, I participated in two CFL training camps. I'm going back to college for one year, and then I'm going to enter the draft next year. Uh, it's, it's an awesome league, and I think you guys should become fans of it. Um, it's, it's a great opportunity for you guys. Um, you'll have some investment. You'll have a dirt ball, aspiring to be a CFL player, and uh, you'll have a lot of fun. Um, 
watching some Canadians, some Americans playing ball. Uh, so thanks for taking my call. And condoms are for Saskatchewan. All right, I like this. So he is going to play in the Canadian Football League. And he's also assuming I'm not fully done with the NFL, and I don't, and you're not going to be fully done. I already know that that whole thing's going to change. I'm I'm not worried. I'm well, not worried. We'll see. But I'm down. I'm down to watch some Canadian football. Isn't uh, they just started? Isn't your boy Manziel playing? That's what I was getting to. I saw it the other day on ESPN. Are we making any? Uh, do they he, call it the Pro he Bowl? Didn't up start. There? They he call it the Maple Bowl. It's uh, it's the Grey Cup. No, that's the yeah, that's the championship. What's their version of the Pro Bowl? So like a Canadian All Star game. So like a the bats bowl, I don't know yeah. <laughs> the moose bowl. Um, I did watch his first series. I saw a clip of it of his first series out of curiosity. Is this preseason or this is like their regular season? This is regular started. season. And I forgot. You know, in the Canadian Football League, you have three downs to get ten yards. Yeah, and a wider field. Yeah, and a longer field too. And the goalpost is at the very front, which again they they just want people running into the fucking goalpost. Because I think the goalposts are still a hundred yards apart, right? But the field is ten yards longer on each side. I think is the deal. It's kind of like us refusing to adopt the metric system. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna keep it. That's keep another, it. That's another thing I was mad about in the SAT. I even wrote that one because I wrote in the handbook. I'm like, whoever's reading this, this is pathetic that we're still not using the metric system. I'm sure someone will see that for me. You wrote it in the book. Yeah, you 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 could write in the book. I had to. I, I wrote I wrote different notes in the book. I, I was putting like Easter eggs in the book for whoever's reading. Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> It was denty mentality. <laughs> All right. One last call. Can we do I'm it? I'm down to get into some Canadian football, by the way. So season starts now. Yeah. When's the Grey Cup? Trevor, when's the Grey Cup happen? I mean, we're only midway through the Aussie football season, so. Well, he's looking that up. My team's already in last place, by the way. Uh, November 25th. Okay. It's the day before my birthday. I'd love to go up there to see a game. All right, can we finish this? Because we, we, we're on a time constraint, though, yeah, with the, uh, the, the filming. All right, so let's mow through this last call. And it's one we're not going to be able to mow through because Brandon's going to have such a take anyway. Hello, it's CT here in Seattle. Um, just calling after game one of the NBA Finals. J.R. Smith lost his damn mind. That was hilarious. Um, no, it wasn't. But... Uh, now, just because I'm room for the Warriors doesn't mean I don't like LeBron. He is the greatest player of all time. But my thought process is, you always say he has no help. Whose fault is the roster construction in Cleveland? Who do you blame for that? Because, um, you know, everyone says LeBron's pulling some of the strings behind the scene. So, if he wants to go to war with his guys that he likes, and J.R. Smith is one of them, I mean, in terms of putting together that team... Seems like that's a little bit on LeBron, especially right now. I'm thinking, wouldn't you rather have Dwayne Wade and Jay Crowder on the team, who they traded away midseason for Clarkston, Rodney Hood, George Hill? I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, who do you guys blame for the Cavs roster construction? I think the blame goes a little bit to LeBron, but again, he's the goat. Just maybe not the GM goat. Um, anyways, condoms are for the University of Washington. And Warriors. Uh, I think LeBron is partially to blame. 
I think the GM of the Cavs is more to blame, and I think the city of Cleveland is most to blame. Um, because who's signing with the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers? What big free agents are coming to sign with Cavaliers? If you look at the guys who they won championships with, uh, there was a trade for Kevin Love. There was a drafting of Kyrie Irving. Dwayne Wade came to play with his boy who he played with in Miami because LeBron went down to Miami to play, to, to join essentially the team Wade was on. Where are the Chris Pauls? Where are the Mellows? Where are the Paul Georges? Where is this banana boat that everybody says LeBron gets to pick his teammates? He didn't, he's not picking all-stars. So the guys who he's able to pick from, the guy LeBron's the the team he's able to put together. He didn't even want Kyrie gone. His options, the only guy he was able to pick per se was Dwayne Wade, and that and and he let Dwayne Wade escape a bad situation because even LeBron James, everybody likes to say LeBron James has this giant ego. I don't think he thought midseason that this was a finals team. I don't think he thought he was going to take it to that next level come playoff time and they were going to fucking compete. How could he have thought that? I, at the time, and I still don't necessarily hate it, I didn't I didn't mind the trade for Nance and Clarkson. Again, you, like you said, you don't know what Clarkson's going to do because he's on a Lakers team where there's no pressure. And, and that was a trade just to get rid of Isaiah Thomas, who was... Uh, being a cancer in their locker room, yes. who was still hurt. Who are you seeing? What he's doing now, by the way? No. Are you seeing these videos? Have you guys seen these videos? He like put out a video. He's like doing all these videos, talking shit. Like, like, give me the guy. Like, he's like, I want my shit. Give me the ring if we win. Like, I, I don't know if he's trying to troll and be funny, but it's just it's not that funny. Yeah. And he just keeps talking Look, shit. Uh, and, he, and he's like, LeBron, give me one of them suits. Br- Brad Stevens is one of those guys. He's he's a little bit, he's has in a short career, has done something very similar to what Mike D'Antoni's doing. I mean, look, two weeks ago, we were talking about trading Kyrie Irving because of how well Rozier and uh, the other dude were fucking playing. The guy, I'm completely blanking on his name now. But he turns guy. he makes guys a lot better. Like Isaiah Thomas. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Isaiah Thomas is, uh, wasn't, you know, he's not as good as he played when he was on the Celtics. He wasn't good before that. He wasn't good after that. And he was forced into the team because Kyrie wanted gone, and they sent him to Boston for a guy who was stupidly, the GM thought, was better than he actually was. This idea that, oh, well, he got to pick his team. Dude, he was just saying, sign guys that I like to play with, like Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith. That doesn't mean if he had not signed J.R. Smith and not signed Tristan Thompson, that suddenly, you know, Boogie and fucking, you know, Dame Lillard were going to be his teammates. Who's signing in Cleveland? Yeah. Who's... Look at all the cap room they've had. Look at all the uh, you know draft picks they've had. Who's signed in Cleveland? Wade basically threw him a bone back. He you know he did, he returned the favor. That's it. That's the only guy. Who's a big name guy? He was like, yeah, I'm gonna go join LeBron. None of these guys joined LeBron. Love Kyrie. They didn't join LeBron. He it, he's like, oh, GM LeBron fucked up. It's like. 
No. He wasn't able. No one's picking their teammates because there's not guys just going around like, hey, I'm a free agent. Well, I'm sure. I want to be signed by LeBron. Hold on. I will say LeBron obviously had some say. We all know that behind the scenes. Right. LeBron has some say. But his say was but, but whatever. They're they're in the finals. So like My point is Let me blame it this way. My point is last summer he wasn't like, you know, uh let's go get James Harden. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, no, we're gonna get Wade instead. Well, let me just address the actual call. They're not any better right now with Dwayne Wade or Jay Crowder. I'll say that much. I don't hate George Hill as his point guard, by the way. I don't hate it either. I think they're better off just having a guy like Dwayne Wade on the team. Jake Crowder, Drew Crowder went to Utah and shot 25%. So, like, uh, why are we even talking about Jake Crowder? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, having a, vet, having a vet like Dwayne Wade. But, dude, they're boys. He went down there to Miami, and then Dwayne Wade came up here, and then Dwayne Wade wasn't Dwayne Wade. So they fucking set him free. They let him go. That was, a, that was a favor. Miami from Cleveland to Miami. That's a, that is setting someone free. Yeah. All right. Why am well, I still wearing these? yeah. I don't know. All right. That's the show, guys. Uh, or those are the calls. I should say the hotline is 310-359-8365. DirtySports.com. Please drop us an iTunes. We got some really good iTunes reviews this week. So thank you, guys. Again, if you put your Twitter handle in the review, I will follow you back. If you have a Twitter account. Yeah, uh, at, fix, <laughs> at Fix Your Life on Twitter, Joe Prano on Instagram, uh, JoePrano.com for shows. I hit the road next week, Tahoe, then New York, New Jersey. When do you leave? Uh, the 13th, 13th through 17th okay. in Tahoe, then back here, 20th through like 27th in New York, 28th through 30th in Jersey, then um, two weekends in a row, uh, Lake Chelan, Washington. Lake Chelan. Uh, with Eddie Ift, and then Bingle Fest with Eddie Ift, and a bunch of shitheads, and then San Diego, La Jolla with Eddie Ift before a nice return here to the Dirty Sports Smut Studio. And then we're going to Chicago in September. That's right. So DirtySports.com, JoePrano.com, AndyRuther.com. Those are all our names, and uh, that's the show name. So if you guys can't figure that out, well, I don't know what to, do. I don't know what to tell you. Actually, it's not the show name. <laughs> Blocked. Uh, yeah, so check out all those things, and uh, anything you need is is uh, all available there. And uh, give us some love on YouTube. The YouTube channel is growing. Dusting is happening. And we're giving you exclusives every episode. Oh, you Multiple. Got, this episode, Prano has been dropping so many nuggets on YouTube, and uh, it's always fun to watch in video form. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you for listening. Much love for all the support. And, uh, oh, real quick, real quick before I forget. No, hold on. I got to give a shout-out to, uh, what was it? Was it John Burquist? Those those guys who, um, they held up a Thus shirt at their college graduation. Oh, yeah. I, I got to give you guys some love, because I thought that was so cool. And uh, I was uh, with a lady, and she saw it, and then she had sex with me. So, you know, I mean, you guys are just, you know, you're, you're helping me, Thust. Yeah, shout-out to John Burquist and... Uh, Looks like his buddy was in it, Tyler Evans. You guys wore the, are you holding up the Thus shirt at your uh, college graduation from medical school? So uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys. I, Joe and I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. And we promise the Centaur will be up this week. 
Sorry, we've been uh, we've been busy, but we'll get it up. All right, guys, I'm rambling too much. Thanks for listening, and most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.